0: Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! It's
1: just one of those days where you don't want to wake up.
0: Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify. Ripping someone's head off. No human contact. And if you interact, your life is on It's
1: just one of those days It's all about the he said, she said bullshit I think you better quit Let shit slip Or you'll be leaving with a fat lip It's all about the he said, she said bullshit
0: I think you better quit
1: Talking that shit It's just one of those
0: It's just one of those days It's all about the he said, she said bullshit I think you better quit, let the shit slip Or you can leave it with a bad lip It's all about the he said, she said bullshit
1: I think you better quit talking that shit So come and get it I feel like shit My suggestion is to keep your distance What's happening? We're back yeah, buddy. Um, it's been a while. So I'm, just been,
0: I'm finishing my dinner. I apologize. I hope this doesn't...
1: I feel like I haven't talked to him, like, forever, too. Yeah. Like, the last time I talked to you, it was, like, the podcast, basically, until I texted you, when do we want to do the podcast? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm, um, I'm um, being more choosy about who I spend my time with. Um, i not yeah. sure if you're making the cut.
1: I, obviously, I'm not making it. <laughs> No,
0: it's just been busy. You've been busy. We've all been, you know, it's good. It's good to be busy. I'm in a good mood because of it, and tomorrow I'll probably be in a horrible mood because of it. So let's just ride the lightning.
1: Okay. Um, oh, let's see. I have, uh, what, uh, oh, have you been watching the Olympics? Yeah, is that going
0: to be a subject, or is that going to be a an opening kind of thing?
1: Um, do you have any notes? Then we'll talk about the Olympics. Okay, so first note
0: is um, we did well, We just watched two trailers. We both had each other watch a trailer, and you had me watch the Ghostbusters trailer, uh, and that hard was
1: hard
0: that was Dan Aykroyd at the end.
1: Yeah, when they call him.
0: I thought that was Bill Murray.
1: No, it's Dan Aykroyd, but Bill Murray isn't.
0: Um, yeah, it looks awesome. It's got like all the kind of Spielberg feels to it. Yeah, even though it's not a Spielberg, I get it. But like, that's a thing. Like the kid, the coming of age kid story with supernatural stuff, and
1: and they're making it in a small town, so it's a little like uh controlled and different. Um, yeah, I it's don't got. Know. It's
0: got the kid from Stranger Things and It. yeah, And it looks like he's had a second run at puberty. If that's possible. It's really weird. Like, he hit puberty in the middle of
1: Strange... What's that? He made this movie a while ago, and that didn't come out because of COVID. So, Mm. you know.
0: Well, it looks like he hit puberty in Stranger Things, and then he hit it again when it was over. I feel kind of bad about that. That's not... You don't want to do that. And then the one... I, mean, I told you to watch was for
1: lamb, yeah, um, lamb is uh with uh na- na- what's her name Naomi Naomi Rapisse Rap- or something from, from uh the uh, Girl with the Dragon tattoo it looks uh well, I read a review and I told you I hadn't seen the trailer, but I read a review and it got a really good review and I think variety um, and said it was just like a fucked up movie. This eight twenty four man, they're just making these movies, yeah, like uh, Hereditary and the other one that that guy did the um, with uh, Florence Pugh. Um, what was it called?
0: Um, yeah, um, it'll Where come to us. Burns her boyfriend. Yeah,
1: um, they're just making these movies that are just like low budget, crazy fucking movies.
0: Well, they didn't they- yeah, did 824 do It Follows, right? Wasn't that kind of the beginning of that?
1: Probably. Oh, they all have kind of the same feel, too.
0: Yeah. Um, what did I watch? I think it was an 8... Uh, anyway. Um, I think I told you last... The last one I remember watching was an old movie called... Oh, Vast of Night. Oh, yeah. That, was- that has a creep. That, I love that. It was really good. Um, this is about a woman... So the trailer is really good, I just want to say, because it starts off, and it's, like, kind of scary. Like, the woman lost her kid, but they raise goats, and and then, um, or lambs, whatever. And um, she, like, takes one, and you're like, "Nah!" And she's, like, raising it to be a kid. And then, like, they cut to the Beach Boys, right? Um, yeah. And so you're like, oh, this is kind of a cool movie. Like, it's gonna feel good and it's kind of a comedy and then it starts to tone off and all, like, the fucking lambs are coming after them and the they show, like, a lamb kid part of it.
1: Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the mother of the lamb that gave birth to the lamb is, like, keeps, like, coming like, stalking her because she's basically taking the kid and it's trying to get its kid back.
0: It's fucking nuts. I know. Um, yeah, so that's my first thing. Uh, my next note, did you watch Ted Lasso? Yes, I did. What did you think of the first
1: episode? It was great. I love that show. Yeah.
0: I was like, oh, we're just kind of catching up. It's just kind of like the same. Okay, But and then it hits you with a scene with the feels, and you're like, God, damn you, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Damn you. Um. What else? Um, did you see the footage from the Kanye release?
1: No, but I read that he was living in the uh, yeah. Atlanta Stadium, uh, making this video and album. Um, and I saw the video of him at the game wearing the full fucking like mask that he would wear to like a bank robbery. Yeah, yeah, you know, the pantyhose face. Um, is it good?
0: Oh, I haven't heard... I mean, I just heard Samples. Um, the big thing was uh, Jay-Z is on on like two songs. Okay. And he's got some good shit on there. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's like that guy, I feel like that guy is he, like kind of ruined everything for him and, and listening to him and then he does something like this and you're like, oh, well, I'm curious guy knows what he's doing. You know? Yeah. Um, what else? The last, oh no, last two. Okay. So I told you, I wanted to ask you out your thoughts on Dave. Yeah. So this is another episode this week. I mean, I feel like we could do an episode I feel like we could do a podcast on Dave. I think Dave is the most interesting thing. It's just every week it's something interesting with the show, and this week, this past week, they showed him before he was famous, and like kind of about to like decide to do this, and his friendship with the with this girl who who he hangs around with that we didn't know why you know exactly how they became friends, and. The whole time he's like busting out till like he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna shine someday, I'm gonna be bigger than this someday. And he gets like goes to like a pitch meeting and they blow it up and he's like the star of the pitch meeting. And you think like while you're watching it, you're thinking he's like the main character of all this, but it's really her. And her not getting well, from what yeah, did. and then never going for what she wanted, really wanted to go for, and just falling into this sort of line. And I think that what makes it so good is that that happens to so many of us, right? Where yeah. that's what we do. We fall. We're like, you know, and and she's kind of you can see her trying to bust out of that. And like, she's like, I want to make your video. I want to, you know, like whatever.
1: I and so I loved it. Did we talk about the last episode of the Bar Mitzvah? No. See, the ending of the fucking Bar Mitzvah one was the best. Uh, that, yes. That, that episode was fucking awesome. It's so, another one where
0: you think you're watching a thing about him the whole time and then at the end...
1: Well, the whole like story arc that they created where everybody was like treating him like you know, that he was like a thug or something and wasn't helping him the whole day. Uh, Like, all he needed was to charge his phone, his car got towed, like, all these bad things happened to him and no one wanted to... Everyone thinks that he's this person just because the way he looks and dresses. And then it comes full circle when he gets to the bar mitzvah and everyone's happy to see him and all of a sudden, like he gets up on top of that car and just starts doing the fucking the rap. And like all these people accepted him and he was like, so fucking happy. And I was like, yeah,
0: but it's not just that everybody accepted him. This is Gator. You're talking about his hype yeah. man. Not only is he happy, but he's surrounded by Jewish 13 year old boys who <laughs> are like loving everything who like love the gangster shit. He want, you know, like wealthy, uh, and then all the animals that got out from the zoo in the so, street. That was amazing. The whole
1: episode was so good. Like even when he was talking with the uh the kids about like how like they shouldn't worry about getting canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're young. It's like it doesn't matter. You can just and then like they see them in the fucking uh garage like taking all these crazy pictures.
0: Yeah. It's it's all yeah. That you're right. That episode was. I mean, that's the thing with this show. Every week, every. I mean, and and I I gotta say, like, I watched multiple episodes twice because I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to go back and because I feel like every time it surprises you with because you know what, it's just smart. I was talking to this guy who's a TV writer yesterday. And I, you know, we were asking what he, we, what he, he's like, what are you, like, what are you watching or whatever? And I was, like, kind of struggling what I wanted to tell him. Um,
1: <laughs> you didn't want to tell him what you watched?
0: Yeah, because I don't really watch anything. Like, I feel like I mostly, like, I always say this. I feel like I mostly watch, like, documentary kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't watch a ton of, um... although I want to say this in that vein, Apple's putting out some shit right now. Like, Apple's got a nice little library of stuff happening at the moment. Um, well, we didn't, yeah. But anyway, I mean, not that Eric... But not all of it's great. Like, Schmigadoon, I'm still, you know...
1: Watching Schmigadoon, it's not great. Although, there was a couple funny things in this last episode.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I'm watching physical, it's not good, but I still like it.
0: I see, okay, so I just watched the episode of physical... That was it. Was the first time I was like, "That was awesome." I guess I am watching a lot of stuff, whatever, but I was watching physical. I watched the episode of Physical that I thought was like when it ended. I was like, "That was a that's what I've been waiting
1: for." It's when when she goes, "Let's make her shit out of money." Uh, it's now not, it's just not getting to the point where I there's only like four more episodes left. Can we get to her like making this? Get like this thing blowing up or what? Like,
0: it's just, it's no, crazy. it's it's when she goes, they go to the guy's house to get money for his campaign for her husband's campaign, and the guy's wife is like, "Yeah, you're not." He, she's like, "Well, when does he get to speak?" She's like, "Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not." Like, sorry if you got the wrong idea, but that's not what we're doing. Yeah. And he was just like, "You know what? You like." Separately, he like blows up at the guy and is like, you know what? You sound like a Reagan Republican and here's why. Da, da, da. And it was like awesome. It was finally nice to see like all that. So um, so that was the, the last thing I was going to bring up as a note. I,
1: my favorite thing to watch right now. Well, hold on before you start oh. that. Like, you didn't finish your story about talking to this guy about what you're watching. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no.
0: So, yeah, that's right. So, he told me, he's like, have you been watching Kaminsky Method? And I was like, no. And he's like, it's really good. Like, yeah, my, that's yeah, a my, really yeah, good step. Up, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's too old for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. What are you talking about? Um, too,
1: many, too many old people.
0: And I was like, I was just like, you know, honestly, if I was going to say anything that I really like, it's like, if is Dave. And I'm like, you know, he's an older guy. So I was kind of like a little hesitant to be like, you, you know, and he's like, no, I'm watching it. And I was like, he's like, I don't watch it like every episode, but I, he's like, I, do, I think it's really good. I said, you know, it's just, it's really smart and it doesn't, it doesn't make you, you don't think you're watching something smart the entire time you're watching it and then when it's done you're like that was fucking clever and that was smart oh by the way my mother says that we curse too much and that we would have a. uh, a, she thinks that if we didn't have so many curse words, if we didn't say the F word so much that um, someone would be paying us to do this that's what my mom says (laughs) no one's paying
1: us so I'm trying to I'm trying to slow down. Approach. I did get approached by someone that I'll talk to you later about doing another podcast. Oh. An 80s, 80s podcast. That's all I have to say about it. That's good. Um, I don't know if we'll do it. one podcast is enough, but we'll see.
0: Listen, I'll tell you what. I think our loyal viewer, our listenership would go listen to you on an 80s podcast. Oh, very great. And if you... And if you had to take a break from this one, I think all of the, um, all of the people, including myself, would understand and support your move to a, uh, let's just say higher quality podcast. It'd be
1: understandable. <laughs> the uh, Speaking of the, the Netflix just came out with that show that's the... I the, love the movies. The movies that made us and they have Back to the Future as the first one. But it's like the thing about doing Back to the Future is that we've already heard all these stories, right? We're just all known,
0: you know. That's uh, like when I listen to Bill Simmons stuff, you know, and he does this movie stuff. It always annoys me because he he'll be like, "Did you know that Eric Stoltz was almost you know?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, dude." Like, yeah. Uh, although the Ringer's doing a podcast right now, I'm listening to uh, about um. um Siskel Nieber and the whole history of those guys. It's really good. I like really like it. I listen to that. Uh, so, uh, so the last thing I was going to bring up. Oh, by the way, you know what? while we're talking about other mediums, I bought so many books. This book, here it is. Chaos. I'm reading Chaos. You know about this book? So during all the Tarantino interviews, he was talking about this book, Chaos. It's about the Manson murders. Um. It's so good, like, I can't, like, because basically he's saying that Helter Skelter was the book written about, the original book written about it, and that it's written by the prosecutor in that case, and basically the opening of this book is like, that guy was full of shit, and (laughs) if you went to go retry that case, Manson would get off, because the guy did so many, like, He stretched the truth so much on so many things that, you know, he got away with it because Manson was guilty and like horrible. Uh, It's not like, it's not like this guy's pushing for him to get out, but he's going through the facts and starts off with him, like with the guy who wrote Helter, the, the guy pleading with the writer of this book, like to not say what he wants to say about it. It's fucking awesome. But like, But it's not just about that. It's about the real story of everything. And, like, this book, this guy was, like, a writer. And he, like, was supposed to do, like, a puff piece or something for, like, I don't know, for some entertainment magazine. And he started researching it. And then next thing you know, he spent 20 years going down this hole with this thing. It's really good. It's really good. And I learned about it because uh, I guess Tarantino was using it a lot for what he was learning about with when he was writing once upon a time in America. And then, um, when he was physically was on Joe Rogan's podcast, I guess they like, he was like a huge fan. So people like love this. It's awesome. It was hard to get. It was like sold out when I bought it on Amazon. And I got the short stories of Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> okay. Because if I'm writing shorts right now, you need to like, like somebody recommended this to me. They said, you got to listen to the guy who knows how to make a short.
1: Don't play short. That on set.
0: And, uh, Read it on set. This
1: bring this on set, read it? No. Why? Don't be that guy. Why? Because you always have the people that are like reading like stuff that's like to kind of show everyone that they're so smart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay.
0: Well, this isn't to be smart. This is just because I want to like. I understand ease. that, but yeah, the, okay. view, the optics of it are that. Yeah. You're- and I got this book. This is my last one by Matt Taibbi. Hate ink.
1: They're never going to finish any of these books.
0: Look look at it I'm on page like
1: twenty of all of them <laughs> I can't read more books like multiple books at once. I have to finish. I'm reading the fucking uh yeah um the eighties hair fucking thing. oh
0: cool it's awesome well, this hate ink is about um how news networks like try to make you hate the other side and that's how they make money Which is true. And it's kind of annoying when you watch it, but it's also kind of refreshing because it makes you think, okay, if I'm going to watch five hours of CNN, uh, maybe they're, maybe they are kind of pointing me towards one direction, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, he's like, he's like, look, I'm not trying both sides. Yes. There is one side that is way worse than the other side, but for the, for this purpose, they're all doing it. And that's what we're going through. Um, the last thing I wanted to, so my last note was when I get off of this, uh, uh, podcast, I'm going to do my new favorite thing, which is watch the 10-foot wave, or the 100-foot wave. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. So, look, it is not the world's most exciting thing, I will say. But some part of me is like, if I knew when I was 16 years old that... you knew about this guy who
1: did Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, about this guy who's searching for the 100-foot wave and he goes out to Portugal and builds a team out there and they're like preparing to do it. And it's all about um toe surfing, which involves you know, jet skis and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um But like the thing I'm like, it's just very calming and relaxing to me to watch this stuff. Like I just I don't know. There's something about I think, you know, I was like a little poser when I was like in like high school, in grammar school. Like I wore all surfing clothes and, you know, we lived near the beach and we tried to surf, but I was terrible. I mean, I've tried to surf recently and I'm still terrible. I'm way worse now than I was then, but I wasn't good then either. And like, but we like thought like we were like really into it. Like we used to get surfer magazine. So the fact that I'm like, if I knew that I was going to be living in California in my 40s, like spending my Monday nights watching a surf documentary at 16, I'd be very happy with that result of my life. So that's what I'm using it for. Okay. And that's my... Speaking
1: about calming. No. I I watched this movie called Jolt on Amazon. Did you watch it? No. (laughs) This movie's fucking crazy. Like, when I watch this movie, and just like we were talking about Gunpowder and Munchie, like, I feel like high school kids are writing movies and they're getting made. This movie was the most ridiculous movie. It was a, to start Keep Beckinsale. And uh, she plays this, there's this long setup which shows her upbringing, kind of like Kill Bill a little bit. They show, like, uh, like when they did that flashback to the anime with uh, Lucy Liu. Which, have you been listening to the, speaking of Lucy Liu, have you been listening to all this thing about this PA who told everybody about this time on the set of Charlie's Angels where she, like, started punching Bill uh, Murray? No. Oh. Yeah, it's been this whole thing, and she, like, came out and said, Apparently, like, they were filming Charlie's Angels, and he's in it. And in the middle of the scene, he stops the scene, and he goes to Cameron Diaz and uh, Drew Barrymore. He's like, I know why you're here. I know why you're here. He goes, well, what about you? I don't know why the fuck you're here. You can't even act. And just started wrecking them in front of a whole crew. So this PA, like, was interviewed on something, and he, like, was a PA on the show. And he like told this whole story and it became blew up. And then Lucy Liu apparently like went off on him and just like, like literally threw punches at him and they had this huge fight on set. And then, um, yeah, it was like this big thing. And then she came and out and like had to like talk about it and she was interviewed about it. And all stuff. But anyway, did he, so- say, did he say anything about it? Um, I believe he did say something, but I don't exactly remember what, what he said.
0: Well, he said, no.
1: Oh, if you're going to, he said something like, if you're going to not be prepared or if you're not going to do something that I want you to do when we're working together, I'm going to say something about it. Hmm. And then there's other stories of, if you read that wild and crazy guys. I did read it. Look, there's a lot of like Murray stories like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I know. I read it. Um. So this Jolt movie, so she's got this anger issue that basically she can't contain, and she just blows up and, like, goes John Wick and just fucking kicks everybody's ass. So they they figured out the only way to, like, curb it is to give her this, like, shock belt. She puts on this vest that has this, like, trigger, so every time she gets mad, she pushes this trigger, and it, like, stops her urge to, like lash out at other people because she started hurting people so then she meets this guy and she like falls in love and he gets murdered and she decides that she's going to and like she's like oh i'm healed now because the love in my heart is like curb this like problem that i have but then of course he gets murdered and she like goes and tries to find out he murdered everything. So there's two cops that are chasing her. It's Laverne Cox um, and Bobby Carnivale. So anyway, there's this whole you know chase. The whole thing's a chase. Uh, but there's this one scene in the movie where they're running through a hospital. Laverne Cox is chasing her. And they go into this maternity ward where there's a bunch of babies. And she's like, Freeze. You know, she's got the gun. She's Like, you're not going to shoot me in here. She's like, don't fucking move. Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> move. I'm going to shoot you. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're not going to do that. She's like, I will. And all of a sudden. Kate Beckinsale picks up a baby. And Laverne Cox is like, do not do it. Do not do it. And she just tosses the baby at her. And she just. Kate Beckinsale just starts tossing babies in this thing, and the Cox is like catching, the catching the babies. It was like genius. It was so funny, but it was like, who the fuck writes this thing? <laughs> this is the most craziest thing, and somebody <laughs> produced it and got Kate Beckinsale to be in it. Not that she's a huge actress, but like, it got made. Yeah, uh, and uh I don't know. It's a crazy movie. If you have, like, and it's short, if you have, like, an hour and a half, you know. I can't say I recommend it. Yeah. But it's it's, got you. it's fun. Uh,
0: any other notes? Yeah, no notes. Okay. Um, let's start with sports. You wanted to start with uh, the Olympics. But there was a sporting event before the Olympics. You, do you want to talk about any part of it?
1: No, I'm good.
0: I mean, listen, people have listened to... The few people who have listened to this over the last couple of years probably want to just get a quick – you can't just bow so,
1: out. You got to – It's a plus four in a row after being up 2 And Giannis basically was an unstoppable machine that they couldn't figure out. And um, DeAndre Ayton, who was their guy that's supposed to – who in the first two games played him really well. Could not like he figured out like Giannis figured out how to just right destroy. yeah so uh, I don't know they just it was very frustrating you know Booker had some really bad games couldn't hit anything from three in that last game it's just like I don't understand where all this shooting went but now it's a now it's a quick turnaround. Uh, it's a quick turnaround to the new season.
0: Why isn't this new season going to start in October like it usually does? Yeah, but it doesn't usually wrap this late. Like yeah, pre- it's like it's pre- like a pre- month, month later. Yeah, the draft is Thursday. I mean, it's it's like a month later. I don't know. I I mean, do you feel like that was your best chance that you're going to get for of this, or do
1: you do you feel like you're back next year? I think we'll be. uh a contender. I won't say we're yeah. back this year. There's a lot of, you know, Golden State's going to be healthy again. Uh, the Lakers, and I don't know what's going to happen with Kawhi because he had surgery. He might be out most of the year, so who the hell knows? Uh, right. Um,
0: but like, okay, so all right, we're going back to this series, and then we'll get off, off of it. it yeah, but it's but like you can appreciate. Right, like you know, it's one thing if your team blows it, but it's another thing when you're playing against like one of the best performances ever. You know, yeah. it's, it's really kind of hard to be like super pissed. It's kind of like, dude, I'm I'm watching, I'm watching something that is, like almost never been done happen. It's like.
1: Yeah, I mean the fact that like he was a terrible free throw shooter and then he was just like, All right, in the finals, uh, these ne- these last three games. Uh um like I'm just gonna fucking hit every free throw.
0: Well that's what happens when you have morons counting every time, right? Like <laughs> these are elite athletes. You don't you don't go against you know what I mean, don't give them motivation to do better. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing I never understood. Like, you know, when, when people chant things at like elite, like the elite athletes, all you're doing is tr- is getting them like they're just coming out for blood. You know, I, I don't know. Um, so anyway, well, thank you for indulging that. I just figured it was our our listeners should hear it. And that, uh, it was a good season. You should be yeah, happy. And then,
1: uh, Booker goes over to the Olympics, which we're going to switch over to, and then can't hit a three to to like help them win France. And then they, nobody can on that. That team is terrible. They're playing like in an hour. They're playing Iran. Oh, is it? It's like in an hour. If they don't beat Iran, we have some issues. Yeah, it's in like an hour.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, uh, I've been taping so. Now that we switched to the Olympics, I've got a thing. One of the things that YouTube TV offers is like, I mean, I'm sure everybody offers a version of this, but it was the first time I've seen it where they're like, like uh, early last week before the Olympics started, they're like, Hey, Olympics are starting Friday. Here's all like, why don't you go through all the sports you like and we'll tape them for you. And I was like, okay. And I, I, I like clicked on almost all of them because like almost everything sounds interesting in the moment. Um, and then I like would watch him like I would watch table tennis and fast forward. Like, all right, I'll watch match point. Um, But uh, have you been watching any of them?
1: Yeah. I, I like, I wanted to talk about softball. Uh, of all the things you're about to say, I want
0: to talk about that wouldn't, that wouldn't have ever entered my lexicon.
1: All right, so I've been watching all the normal stuff that we like, like swimming and the gymnastics. Uh, and I, as we know, freaking uh, Simone Biles bowed out. Well, I think we should talk about that for a
0: minute because I'm. I want to. I I haven't had a conversation with anyone about this, and I'm and I'm. Um, um, that's not true. I did talk to Audrey about it, but like other than that, I haven't had like uh, another con. And I'm curious to hear other people's thoughts because. You know, I saw on Twitter what everybody thought, and it's very polarizing both ways.
1: Well, yeah, I feel like she you know, she does have the weight of basically the entire country. She's the star of the let's just say. Yeah. And uh, she's supposed to be the one that everyone in the country like knows their name, roots for them. Kind of like Michael Phelps when he was you know at the top of his game like everyone wanted to watch Michael Phelps' everything and uh, so she bows out because she says that she couldn't take the pressure of having it all on her shoulders but she had she's had it all on her shoulders like I don't understand forever um and then she had a like a really bad qualifying uh round where she basically like flew off the mat, which was crazy. Um, And then next thing you know, she's just, like, not competing. Yeah. So I don't know. Obviously, if someone says, oh, it's because of mental issues, you can't really, like, dig into them. But it's also disappointing that she's been this person for a long, like, what, six or seven years now. You know? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah.
0: Well, I think you're kind of, I think you're hitting a lot of the right beats for, well, for me. I mean, I get, you know, whatever. Everyone's going to, here's the problem. You're an elite athlete, you know, in sports where people, so, and there's so much politics tied up in all of this. You're unfortunately now going to be the story, not only on sports networks, but on, uh, you know, news channels. And that kind of sucks because they're all going to be debating this validity of your mental health. Which is kind of bullshit, right? It's like
1: Naomi Osaka when she like
0: quit. Yeah. Um, which is kind of bullshit. It's like, well, it's not really our, yeah. It's not really like our our right to, well, this How is the we thing. It, well, no, it's not even that. It's like, it is our, it's not our right, but it is our right. It's like both those things, right? So it's like, look, if you don't, if you don't have the mental capacity to fulfill that. Um, and another person and-
1: who was, like, on the top of a game that didn't get your spot could have, like, been helping us and maybe, like, you know, got gold. Well, I mean, I think – think
0: okay. But what, what I'm going to say is, like, that's your business. And I, I I think that as a whole we should just be okay with that. But I think that at the same time, this is sports – so in doing so, you do sort of forfeit that title of, like, an all-timer, and it's, like – and it's okay. It's okay you, if it's – like, sports I'm – not, I'm not criticizing her for, for doing it because I think if that's the way you feel, your life. You, you need to take care yeah. of yourself. You need to do what you need to do. I but heard. at the same time, sports is all about pressure. Like, that's what it is. Like, yeah. it is the ultimate buildup of pressure to succeed, right? And and that's why uh, uh, athletes we have were the greatest of all last time. Olympics. Well, that's why athletes were the greatest of all time in any sport are the greatest of all time, right? That's why Tom Brady can come out of like the second half against like the Falcons and come back from third down. It's not because he doesn't. Because the pressure, he's not doing it in spite of the pressure. He's doing it because of the pressure. That's, like, what gets you to that point. That's why people like Michael Jordan, like Kobe Bryant, like these athletes, like, why we worship them. Because they can handle pressure and do something amazing with it that most of us can't do. And so, like, it sucks because, I mean, it sucks because, like, yeah, like, this is someone we we're all rooting for and all that. Um, it sucks for her that she's got to deal with that, but it's also like, um, you know, I guess to me, it's like, that's fine, but you're just not, you're just not one of the best. And I don't think that that's, I don't mean that in, you know, and that's a really, it's a, this is one of those issues that's so polarizing that if you're not celebrating her right to do it, then that means that you think that, um, and you're putting her down and I'm not. I'm not an elite athlete either. I don't I can't handle the pressure of the floor exercise uh in women's gymnastics either. You know? That's why I'm not there. So I can't, you know, but at the same time that just, you know, that just makes you not and it's not a punishment, it's just what it is.
1: So my understanding is that she's still competing just, right. And individual just, stuff. Just yeah, not that. Just not in
0: the all-around
1: thing. And then we lost.
0: And I, I'm sure that that probably hurts her case. Of, I mean, not that she's doing anything for anyone but herself, and that's fine. But, like, that certainly doesn't hurt her case in the public square, right? You know, people love to be like, oh, you're going to do this for you, but not for your team. And this is about team. And um, I don't know. I, um... You know, that's... That's fine. It's not. It's it's not like she did something wrong that I don't. I dislike her for. I just wouldn't. Don't think of her in the same atmosphere that I used to. That's all. And she shouldn't give two. You know, she won't give two shits. She shouldn't give two shits. Like who cares what I think? And that's it.
1: Well, as far as uh, you know, my favorite sports at the Olympics. That don't are outside of the main ones. I, okay, I like, I like so I like I was into the softball this year because our team was like really good. We had these two pitchers that were unhittable, pretty much. I mean, our team could not score, but the two girls, no one could score against them. Um,
0: hey, wait, real quick, because I just reminded me that you've always worn a USA t-shirt during the Olympics. You have a USA t-shirt. Oh, look at that! Your curling USA curling shirt. Uh, I just wanted to, while we were talking about that, congratulate you on the good purchase of the uh, Suns winning the uh, Western Conference now. There now you. it's a good shirt. Okay.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I like softball. They ended up – the problem was they they didn't have great hitting. So we never really scored any points. But, like, our pitchers were so dominant. Like, no one could score against them. And uh, they're insane, Damn, those two girls.
0: I <laughs> saw the one game, the, the walk-off, yeah. walk-off, like double or whatever. Is that, are you going to get to that?
1: Uh, no, I was just going to talk okay. uh, I wasn't going to talk specifics. But we lost <laughs> a fan who was like the best team in the world. They've always been. And then I like rugby. Oh, I haven't watched any rugby. It's, 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 you know what's great about rugby is that it's seven-minute halves, and they don't stop the halves. Which is, it's so quick. And, uh, like, they this really good team. I think it was, like, New Zealand is, like, the number one team. Last, last time it was Fiji. They just kicked everybody's ass. Uh, but this one, it was, like, New Zealand. And so they had, like, they were playing against South Korea. And South Korea, basically, like, all their players, like, didn't even train together, really. Like New Zealand, they'd like live and train and they work, they play together like all year. But like all these South Koreans were like guys that were like electricians and shit. Like they, Oh, cool. But they just picked off, you know, like, oh, you could play this game and then they like did like an Olympic training. Um, and then they scored on them and it was like this biggest shock and they were all excited about it. Uh, like no one thought they were going to score and then they scored. they ended up losing, but that's uh, cool. You know, I like all the drama. Yeah. I I like, yeah. Philippines won their first gold ever. You know, that girl's going to be like fucking a legend over there. Um, and, and, uh, weightlifting. I've seen a couple, I, I don't know. There's like, I'll watch anything. Pretty much. Yeah, I was
0: trying to gamble on kayaking
1: right now. Which yeah, is so, I watched
0: some kayaking before. It's so
1: stupid because it's like a
0: man-made river. <laughs> <And that's laughs> I was the- trying to, I was trying to gamble on a lot of this, and it's hard, you know. Obviously, with the time change, and it's not really fun to gamble on something and wake up to see the results. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you're just doing it then for like, you know, it's not for the. Oh, fun. You know what
1: I did like was, and I think is the hardest fucking sport is the triathlon. Yeah. That was fucking nuts. Sorry, Mom. Uh, (laughs) That was nuts. So they started the triathlon. Did you see that? And the boat was in the middle of the thing? No. So the very start of it, the finals, there was a boat that was like in the lane, basically where everyone jumps in and swims. So everyone, they go say go, everyone jumps in the water, but the boat is still there. So they had to stop the whole race bring everyone back, move the boat out of the way, and then they restart it. <laughs> uh, those guys are like... Like, we have a couple friends that do the triathlon. Mike Bashima, And yeah. I don't get it. Like, why you would want to do that? It's just nuts.
0: I put on the kayaking now that you would said it. Um, I've been watching... I realize my, I like the surfing... I like the sports. Like I wanted to see how skateboarding went. You know, I liked watching all that. Skateboarding was cool. Yeah. Um. But my favorite is, and it has been, is the beach volleyball. I love beach volleyball.
1: I don't like beach volleyball for this reason: is that there's really no volleying.
0: Yeah, it's uh You're right. There's a. But that's what makes it good. Uh, is when it does happen, it's like very special. It's just like. Score after score after
1: score. There's no
0: like. Right. It, it's a set, it's, it's serve, bump, set, spike, and you yeah. block or you don't block, right? Like that's basically what happens. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's all done so perfectly. I, I just, I don't know. I guess the other thing is because most of the like athletes are from like LA beaches. So I yeah. feel like they're hometown people. Yeah. Um, so anyway that's cool. That's a good, that's good Olympics. You got any more with the Olympics you want to talk about? No, Katie, did,
1: Katie, Ledeck, you won her gold tonight? Finally, after she lost the, uh, the first time. That's what another thing is like all of our athletes that are supposed to be like the best aren't doing great.
0: Right well, back. this whole COVID thing really fucks every, uh, sorry, mom, uh, really messes everything up because, um, you know, like, first of all, let's talk about the opening ceremony in Tokyo should be off, like, should be the one of the most spectacular things you ever see. They yeah. have all the technology, they have all the, like, the minds to do it, and they have an empty stadium and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I just, I'm sure that this just threw everybody off on every, you know, like, you can't, none of it's normal. It's all messed up. So that, I mean, that's another reason, I guess, I'm not as into it this year. That and the fact that everything is 12 hours ahead of time, those Those things are tough. It's Um, It's good that
1: when you watch it at night, though, you watch all the stuff.
0: Yeah, except that I'm not the kind of guy that doesn't want to... I'm not the person when a game's happening that I'm like, don't tell me I'm I'm not watching live. I will if I have to, but I really hate to do it, you know? Yeah. So, like, this stuff, I know most of what's happened already.
1: But also, like, when I say, like, all of our players... Like, even our soccer team lost. It's like, our la- these ladies are supposed yeah. to, I mean, right. they'll probably win gold or they'll be in the final game, most likely. But it's like, all these people. Um, uh,
0: they're, and they're well always- the other thing is, you know, the other problem is, uh, and I do think it's a real problem, is the, the politics that have been put into it. Where, like... Your whole country isn't rooting for you, like that's a great like the female team. And also, the fact to... that you're keeping older
1: players on your team because they represent, like, you know, yeah, you know, classic or people to root for, like Megan Raponi, She's like done now, Rapino,
0: Rapino, whatever her name is. She's done. But anyway. right, you know, yeah, okay? Well, all right. So let's move past sports. Uh, what else did we have to talk about? Oh, we were going to talk about the so. The, what well, was, let me say this: you wanted me to watch Sexy Beasts on Netflix, and I did. Um, uh, listen, this will be two thirty seconds because there's not much to talk about. But what did you think of
1: Sexy Beasts on Netflix? I was very excited for this, and my. Wait, would you explain what it is what it is to the, the audience? Is to dating show on Netflix, where people go on blind dates. Uh, or someone goes on a blind date with three people and has to pick uh, who they want to date. The twist of it is, is that they're in full special effects makeup dressed as like some sort of animal. So they can't tell what the other person looks like now premise and the trailer were great. Wasn't as fun watching it execution, not there. No, it was not as fun. And uh, I watched like the first two episodes, and I haven't seen any of the rest of it. Well, the problem is, is everybody's
0: still like a a freaking ten. Like everybody's super good looking, so it's kind of like, even if you're getting it wrong, you're like not really getting it wrong. And if because the premise is that they're that they're these are people who are too too hooked on looks, so they don't, you know. So yeah. that they don't, they don't see people for who they are and they're trying to get past it. But like, if everybody's good-looking underneath, then who cares? You know? Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. It was terrible. Um, all right, that's all we need to talk about That. All right, so the two... The, the other thing we were going to talk about was... Talk about yeah, but before we get to the... Because um, I want to spend more time with that. Space Jam. We both watched Space Jam.
1: Yeah, we watched Space Jam.
0: How bad was Space Jam?
1: Space Jam was uh, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. What's the worst part of Space Jam? Um, I don't even know. The whole thing was such a mess. Um, like,
0: I would say it's like LeBron and his terrible chemistry with his movie family.
1: Yeah, him and his wife, the girl from uh, Orange is the New Black, that is not a match made in heaven. Let's just put it that way.
0: No. Well, I mean, he he seems like a tough guy to be married to because he only talks in cliches.
1: Why doesn't he just – why didn't they just use his real family? I don't understand.
0: Uh, Maybe they couldn't give 110%, as he would say. You know, like, you'd be like, LeBron, the world's coming to end. What do you think? But well, it's not the fourth quarter yet. You know what I mean? Like, everything is uh, – yeah. Is that it was it was um yeah. He's it was, tough. It was hard to watch. Not much of a sense of humor on that guy. Um yeah. and then they bring out every IP that they own for this. Which I, I guess was kinda smart, you know. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. stuff. Um but yeah, it was just it was terrible. Um and I wonder, right. it wasn't like not entertaining like there was a lot of cool visuals it was just like it was just not a good movie
0: okay um uh, i kind of feel like they ruined well i mean not ruined like whatever but i didn't like their take on the looney tunes i didn't like i didn't like their like their people like i didn't i didn't like their bugs bunny character
1: I also you know, they made a list he made a list of all the people that uh he wanted to recruit for the uh for the for the team. And they didn't they should have done like funny bits with the actual like ones that he wanted, like King Kong, Iron Giant, like all this other shit. Right. Um They should have done stuff like that, but they just didn't I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um although that yeah, um anyway, okay. Uh last thing Woodstock 99. So I I like I feel like we could have done a whole podcast on this alone. Um I I texted you in the middle of this, so I was like this is really good. Like I thought it was really good. Now, I, I didn't even
1: know this thing was coming out.
0: Oh really? I've been like counting the days on this,
1: and I just happened to be on uh, like HBO Max and uh, saw it, and I'm like, oh, I definitely want to watch this. It's so, um, you know, it's it's not
0: like the standout doc. It's not like um, where you're watching this masterpiece theater, uh, but having lived through all that, you know, having you know going through, doing some soul, let us say this, doing some soul searching during that. Um, like I had friends who went to that concert. I I remember distinctly, I remember distinctly not going to the 94 one um, and then thinking, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to the 99 one and then being like, I don't know. That's not really my, I, that, I don't know if that's my thing. Um but I also did listen to a lot of that music. So I'm not going to pretend that I was like above that. Um, not that this is about me, but I, I think that if you're of, of a certain age, if you're of our age, you're watching that you can't help, but think about your relationship to all the, the subjects that it covers. Yeah. Right. So like, basically for those of you who don't know, like Woodstock 99, they do a really nice job in the beginning of telling you, like, that there was no need for this, and that the people of the '60s were trying to push this onto the people of the '90s. And that sometimes things are just meant to be left in the time that they're at, especially when yeah. apparently the real Woodstock wasn't all peace, love, and harmony. It was a yeah, lot of messed up shit.
1: They were like... What I like, to was along that note. And then you can go back to telling the... Breaking it down. Um,
0: I was, feel like... I feel like you're an abused child. That I've... I've yelled at you for interrupting me so many times. That you've become so polite about the way with which you do it now. That you're like... I almost feel like I did something wrong. Like, I, I hurt yeah, you in so, a good way. No, I'm,
1: You're good when you... Uh, I, I like when you take the, the reins here. but So when you're going back to what you said about the 69 and trying to like basically rehash, what was great was all these bands like thought it would be cool to like represent or do throwbacks to like the 60s and do all these things. And none of the people that were at the fucking the 99 like knew even got the nuances or didn't know like what, didn't get it, (laughs) didn't get the jokes or the, the callbacks.
0: Right. A perfect example of that, and this kind of sums up the whole thing is um Creed brings up Robbie Krieger from the doors as to pay homage to uh Woodstock sixty nine and nobody knows who he is, so nobody cares and nobody cheers and the doors weren't even at Woodstock. Like <laughs> You know, so like it just fails on every level. Um, okay, so they go through that, and then they go into uh, you know the the whole thing. Um, and, and honestly, this documentary just falls it falls in like your regular music documentary, where it covers things in a very specific way. The thing that's and and, and that can usually turn something into a mundane just like history of events we're just going to show you this history of events I listened to an interview with the director today and he was talking about how he he wanted to direct it like a horror film because it had three acts day one day two and day three were all an act and day one is kind of like the things are building up day two at the end is when things turn and day three is like when the horrors like really start happening and um um but one of the things I think that saved this movie is it was a bunch of talking heads, and you could, you know, a lot of a lot of like who cares what this person thinks, but one of the talking heads they had was the promoter of this. Yeah. And this guy well, so is a really bad human being. Delusional. And so here we are, thirty years after the fact, or twenty years after the fact, twenty-two. And, and this uh, guy and
1: he was probably sued. Yeah. Like after the whole thing. So and this got... guy Yeah. Has not come
0: to terms with what happened. And at one point says they're talking about all the sexual assaults. So at one point says, Look, no one should be sexually assaulted, but if you're gonna walk around without your top on, what do you expect? You know, like he didn't say that in nineteen ninety nine. He didn't say yeah. that in two thousand four after like the litigation. He said that in 2021, 20 years of reflecting on this. Uh, not a good, not good. No. But, but makes for great television. Makes for a great villain in your movie. Um, so, you know, specifically, one of the things I thought that was really cool that they focused on was there was three women that performed. And that was it. And they got booed basically the whole time, one each day. It was Alanis Morissette it was Jewel and it was Sheryl Crow
1: which coincidentally the next documentary is about
0: Alanis Morissette yeah that's going a pretty good one um but they uh you know all these women were getting groped and I mean I was going to a lot of concerts then and it was pretty you know that that is pretty normal right that girls who want to like do what the boys are doing were getting like sexually assaulted and you kind of around for it and you don't, it's a weird thing to think about. Like that you're like, well, I guess that's just how this happens and it's not, and it shouldn't happen like that. Um, But um, they brought up a big part of that being like girls gone wild and Maxim magazine and all those things FHM. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I never, I never spent the time to go through with that. That happened i never had a girl's gone wild I had friends who had like copies um i was always kind of like that's that that's pretty crummy you know what i mean even even in my adolescence of like being an idiot i kind of could see that but i did get like i remember my aunt used to get me like Maxim, like subscriptions i'd be so mortified um but the thing i i spent the most time is my relationship with that music because the thing that they like to bring up is that this is all kind of brought on by like white rage. Yeah. Specifically the fact that all these white kids are like angry about not having anything to be angry about. And I gotta be honest, like that was me. I was a white kid who was angry about not having anything to be angry about. Like I had nice family, nice friends. I grew up in a nice place. You know, I, all, all the opportunities were there for me to, you know, I was screwing them up, uh, not on a colossal level, but on a level enough to make me mad at everything. Um, so, yeah, like I, so I understood that, but like I remember, like you know, I like a band like Limp Bizkit. You start thinking back, you are like they're terrible. But we all listened to them, and like I, I saw them live like twice, I think. Both times they were in, uh, like, one time I saw them, they were opening up for Linkin Park and Metallica. The other time they were opening up for uh, Eminem. So it was never, I never went to see that. Because I I always kind of knew that this was corny and this wasn't something that was lasting. And, like, you know, you spend enough time living in North Carolina, like, when we were in school there. A band like Limp Bizkit is, like, perfect for some people that we went to college with. Yeah. They thought, you know, they thought that this is like this is the music for me, man. You're, you gotta be like, dude, they're not really singing about anything. Um. So anyway, uh, I did take some satisfaction in the fact that I always kind of knew that this wasn't really good, that kind of music. But
1: yeah. um, I think the documentary basically talks about how bad the music was in 1999.
0: That's yeah, what. but we, but it was, but it wasn't because I still, I'll tell you what, when it still. Like so when it goes off the rails is when he st- when Fred Durst is singing break stuff, and I gotta tell you if I even today, if I was at a concert like that and that kicks in when it does, it's really hard not to like have yeah. this burst of energy out from it. I'm, you know yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I just feel like and for me that's that's why I think I liked it so much is my personal experience with it. It's not so much that it was like the greatest thing. The other thing that I, I I want to bring up that was another scene, and then you can take it from there. Um, the that they Wesley Morris, who's a critic at New York Times, who I think is awesome. Like I always love this guy, and he tells the story of DMX there.
1: Yeah, that on my note. Yeah.
0: Okay, so where all the he comes out and he does this song, uh, where the N word is every other word. Um, it's a cattle call thing. Yes, he's getting get,
1: getting the crowd to call back to him.
0: So, and you, the the crowd is two hundred thousand people, a hundred and ninety nine thousand, five hundred fifty of them are white. <laughs> so, like they're they're seeing this is their opportunity to yell that word back at him, and it kind of starts setting things off. And I thought it was very smart. That they used that they used Wesley Morris, who's a black man, to tell that story. Um because it it really gave it a the way he told it, he's also very articulate, gave it more depth than the average person just talking about it would. Yeah. And that's what I'll say about that.
1: I thought um the documentary did a great job of making the audience feel the escalate escalation of everything. Yes. Yeah. Just even by the interviews, it was really just well done in terms of like building the, the craziness. and you know, going where we all knew it was going to yeah. go, but also like making it like intense.
0: Yeah. Like um, you say, he wanted to, he wanted it to feel like a horror movie and I think he did a nice job with that.
1: So the things that I liked about it, uh well, it also shows how dumb fucking people are, first of all. <laughs> yeah. That was the big thing takeaway is how dumb fucking white people are.
0: Yeah, if you didn't if you didn't know it from leaving your house after an eighteen month quarantine and had to interact with your first group of people, and you're like, maybe that was just that one interaction. No, it's always been that.
1: It was Pretty embarrassing to watch these white men act like fucking idiots. Um, Not
0: just white men, but white men in our age at that time. Men. You know what I mean? Like,
1: what I love too is the creden- like, So the guards, they basically went the security people. All they had to do was take a three-hour course, and they became security guards at the Woodstock. And all these like kids basically took the class just to get the credentials, and then. As soon as they got there, they just like took off their, surety,
0: yeah, like
1: went into the concert. Uh, yeah. All the mud poop stuff was awful. Oh, dude! People rubbing themselves with all the mud to like to be cool, but like basically all the bathrooms were overflowed and poop was everywhere.
0: Well, that's like one of those things that really always bothered me, even from the trailer, which was. Like they had this these water stations to get water, and people just started bathing in them, and then people were forced to wait for water, so they just punctured a hole in the pipe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just perfect. Of course, they did.
1: Um, yeah, and then um, Red Hot Chili Peppers when uh, all the fires were going on, and like they asked. Uh, Flea to like tell people like they need to let the uh the fire people in to like put out the fires and he went out there and like changed his encore to fire from uh
0: Yeah. Tough tough yeah. decision. They, they changed well it. the thing that was most jarring is yeah. is that Flea is playing completely naked. Yeah. And he they, they show him moving his guitar away, so you're seeing everything. Yeah.
1: Penis flapping in the wing, in the wind. Uh, um, no. And then, so yeah, I put Limp Biscuit. You talked about Limp Biscuit. Um, the thing, I like how they said, oh, so this nonprofit organization like wanted to do something good and have like a candlelight vigil <laughs> for, <laughs> for Colum- yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. wanted to do something nice. And remember all the victims from Columbine and all of a sudden all those candles were used to burn everything. (laughs) Dude, some of the burning stuff was very scary, actually. Yeah. Like when they started rioting and like looting everything. Looting, yeah. And like, they were like looting all the water and like throwing that one tent over and like breaking all the barriers. It It was just chaos. And uh, I think the
0: the the one friend who the and this guy was compelling because his friend the guy whose friend passed away who was missing the whole time. Yeah. Like that shit used to happen all sorry mom. That stuff used to happen all the time. You know, and it's before cell phones, so it's hard to remember how we how we pulled that off.
1: But we did I, want, I still wanna know how you get hypothermia in like a hundred degree heat. A doctor. Needs uh, to- yeah, yeah. That's how he died.
0: But, yeah, but it's not hypothermia. It's like it's um, high. It's like hydrothermia. I don't know. Trust me, this is a whole argument in this house because there's like drunk people, and I'm watching, it, and Audrey will go. It's not hypothermia. It's you know, it's something. She yells it out, and we missed the whole interview. And I'm like, did you? You're arguing with a drunk person on TV. Like now we got to. <laughs> Now we got to rewind it and figure out where we left off. And I am going to say this about HBO Go. I love HBO Go. I love their programming. But their fast-forward and rewind sucks. It's so hard to fast-forward and rewind. So it, it huh. wound up putting this my movie viewing experience on a 20-minute hold because I was, like, rewinding to the beginning and then fast-forward to the ending, all because you had to have an argument with a drunk guy on TV.
1: I also love that Moby, all his Moby's comments about it. How he yeah. showed up and, like, his name wasn't even on the billboard, but all these other crappy bands were on there.
0: Um, but he wasn't – he he gives us a little more credit because he wasn't – Moby
1: Play hadn't come out yet. Right.
0: That didn't come out for another – I mean, it came out that winter, I think. So – The fact
1: that he's, like, as soon as they finished their set at the uh, – or how about all these people just throwing stuff on the stage? It was just, like, chaos. But then Moby went – they were doing the uh, – the rave in the in the tents and he's like yeah. as soon as it was over he's like we gotta get the hell out of here yeah 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 yeah. um, um for that.
0: I um yeah uh, I was gonna say something I don't remember um anyway yeah it's crazy but good doc definitely worth seeing um anything else
1: uh no Oh, uh, I
0: was gonna say the MTV aspect of it is very interesting too. I liked that they put in because that was a. So I start I start working for MTV the next year, or yeah, in two thousand. So like, this is all the stuff that was happening. This is like all the inner conversations that we're having there, you know, like about what they were putting on.
1: They really needed like uh, secret service. Yeah talking about how he was, like, getting killed everywhere he went.
0: I remember the last thing I was going to say. Um, one of the things they didn't cover that I heard about that I thought was really cool is at the MTV Awards that year. Um, because it kind of just went, came and went and was done. The MTV Movie Awards that year, the Beastie Boys won a music video. Yeah, or, I remember. I remember one. And they got up and they said that they wanted to address all the sexual assaults that happened there and that um, somebody needs to investigate all of that. I thought that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, especially for who they were before that and all that, you know, anyway. that so. All right, buddy. All right. What's, good uh, stuff.
1: Good stuff. And we'll uh, pick this up next week. We'll both be on board.
0: Yeah. I f- yeah. All right.
1: Sorry for the cursing, mom.
0: We did, but the fact that we brought it up, I think really helped. I think it helped cut it down. We're gonna get better at it,
1: yeah, as soon as we get down to no cursing, we're gonna be a hit, yeah. <laughs>